What's Buzzing Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Degnan, and along with me, Michael Fraley. No more today. Um, he can't be here with us, so it's just just Mike and I, the d- dynamic duo. Um, yeah. So today, it's Knives Out. Knives Out review, another movie review. Um, I didn't see this movie until quarantine started. I watched it like late March for the first time. When, when was the first time you saw it, Mike? Um, so I saw this, let's see, it came out on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving week. I think I saw it like the week after that. So right around the time it released. Um, I saw it in theaters, obviously. And yeah. I mean, I didn't see, okay. So I heard like all the good reviews and all that. And I just like purposely chose to tune it out mostly because I, for the longest time, I held a grudge against this movie, mostly because of the director, Ryan Johnson, because um, he ruined Star Wars. Ruined Johnson, as they call him, as many <laughs> Star Wars fans call him. I mean, he he ruined Star Wars, but after seeing this movie, I saw that he can make good movies. So I, I really like this movie. I think this is one of the most rewatchable movies. I think it's also like one of the best mysteries of this century thus far. I mean, I, I haven't watched a lot, but it reminded me a lot of some of the, like, like Clue from, like, the 1970s, which was... It's, it's basically, like, Clue in a, in a movie. Yeah, but it's... I don't know. I, I, really, I really liked it. Um, what do you think of it, Mike? Well, I mean, before we get into our reviews, though, one thing we wanted to start doing at the beginning of these movie episodes... Um, we wanted to start kind of integrating some current events or some current news in the movie world, um, which we'll start with today. So the first thing that we had um, uh, that's newsworthy of late is that Jamie Foxx is going to be playing Mike Tyson in a Mike Tyson biopic. That's going to be now, so- I, don't, I don't know about you, but I think this is quite possibly the perfect casting because Jamie Foxx, I've seen videos of him like doing interviews, uh, pretend like talking like Mike Tyson. He's the lisp and everything. He's doing it like perfectly. He also looks a lot like Mike Tyson. Yeah. So, oh, I think this will be pretty good. I I think so too. I saw this thing on Twitter that um, it was from I don't know five or six years ago, and he was doing an interview talking about uh, his dream opening for the Mike Tyson movie and the way he told. Uh, Cause he, he speaks like a, like he's a, he's a movie buff. He knows so yeah. much. And he, the way he talked about that scene just like sold me right away. And this was five or six years ago. And also his, like, I, I agree with you, Mike. I think this honestly is one of the most perfect castings we've seen. Um, like you said, he's got the lisp down. He's got, he's got like the high, high pitched voice or like, you know, really soft demeanor. Soft voice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he also said he's going to put on, like, 40 or 50 pounds to play Mike. I'll just say, like, I, I would be shocked if he doesn't nail this. I think, I think he's going to nail this. He's definitely going to nail this. I, I have high hopes for this whenever this comes out. I think this could be a fantastic movie. Yeah, it's going to be really good. I'm excited. Um, so, yeah, we have that. The other thing, AMC Theaters reopening. I forget what was the day. July 16th. Yeah, July 16th. Um, They said they're going to follow all the guidelines, health, and restrictions, which it'll be interesting to see how that pans out as far as how many people they can actually have in the theater. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure that'll be different. But the big reason I want to bring this up is Christopher Nolan's new movie, Tenet, which is supposed to release July 31st, I think, is what it got pushed back to. Um. I'm just, I'm interested to see how many people are actually going to go out and see that because it's probably like, it's, it's the big summer blockbuster or was supposed to be, um, you know, obviously it's Christopher Nolan movie. It looks pretty much just like inception, except more time travel, I guess, more to do with time instead of just dreams. Mm -hmm. But so it's supposed to be the big summer blockbuster, but, and he's been determined to keep it in theaters instead of digital release, which makes sense because judging by it, 
how it looks, it kind of seems like Inception, which is something that's probably a lot better in theaters than on like your computer or home TV. But yeah, I, I'm excited for it. I don't know about uh, you. I so I've not seen enough Christopher Nolan movies. I haven't seen Inception. I haven't seen other than his Batman movies. Like I haven't seen much. So I'm not like super excited for this movie, but I am glad that the theaters are opening up and I trust that um, AMC will do a good job of, you know, following the guidelines and having people wear masks and like limit the amount of people that they can have in the theaters. I just think opening up theaters um, is just another step back to normalcy, I guess. And it, it feels good because yeah, you know, I haven't been in a movie theater in the long t- longest time, and who knows? Maybe later this summer, I kind of want to go to maybe see Tenant or maybe see, I don't know, another movie like that in theater. So I'm actually really excited that it's opening up, but we'll see how it goes because nobody yeah. knows at this point. All right, so that's kind of our daily news roundup for movies in the past week. So let's get into it. Knives Out. Um, yeah, as you were saying earlier, you said you liked this movie a lot. The first time I saw it in theaters, um, I liked it. There, I had some problems with it, which we can get into later, that I still kind of have. Mm-hmm. Watching it for a second time, I like it a bit more. I think this is a super rewatchable movie, even though I, I would not put it in, like, the upper echelon of, like, all my movies. Mm-hmm. They're all my favorite movies. Um, it's pretty good. It's pretty damn entertaining. Um, it's kind of got like, not as good as Get Out, but it's got a Get Out style of foreshadowing in the beginning. Like mm-hmm. the first hour, I think the first hour or 45 minutes is like perfectly done. Um, I know you probably feel the same way. Yeah. Can we go scene by scene? So I think the movie, the movie opens up with, doesn't it open up? It's it's like it's like a bunch of shots of the house. Yeah. And this is one thing I want to touch on real quick. Like the set design of the house, all the costume designing is like it's pretty it's, it's pretty perfect. Fantastic. It yeah. feels so real and authentic. It feels yeah. like this is actually Harlan's house and it feels like this house has been there for centuries. Again, the house looks very similar to like it's or to Clue. Like there's so many similarities. I watched Clue a lot when I was younger with yeah. my family. So I, that's the movie I directly compare it to. And I think Ryan Johnson is probably going for a similar vibe as well. Yeah. But the house is so, it's so haunting yet like familiar, if that makes sense. I don't know. I, I, I really like the set design and the way this, the, that opening scene was shot. Um, it was just, it was so well done. And the cinematography throughout is so great. Like it's, again, Mike, we, we've, we've had this conversation before. I've talked to Zach, who's been on the show about this before as well. Um, movies are just getting better with time. And I feel like I say this, like, you know, the plot of some movies are sometimes hit or miss, but consistently the set design, the cinematography, yeah, thing is just that's, all that's, so good. That's the thing I love about recent movies and why I love watching recent movies compared to like 80s or 90s. It's just all that. It's like the way it looks when you're watching it. Mm-hmm. That's the most, I mean, it's not the most important part because you got you know, you have good plot, good characters. Mm-hmm. That's like the most attractive part of watching a movie. Because mm-hmm. I mean, they've had so much time in practice. I mean, they've seen so many movies. They know what works. They know what, they know what doesn't work. And so they're able to, directors are able to master their craft of, you know, making aesthetically pleasing shots aesthetically pleasing sets you know so where it's easy on the eye for you know the viewers so that they can fall and do like and love it fall in love with the story that much more yeah um so yeah a bunch of opening shots or opening the opening shots of the house the set looks beautiful um i think it starts off at marta's house with her family Mm -hmm. Um, it's just it's it's a good comparison because it shows you like Harlan's house and their family's house and then Marta's house, which is just like, you know, pretty much regular, nothing special to it. Yeah. And um, then it, it gets what? right into questioning, right? After that. Yeah, that, 
that this is one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah, this this is fantastically done. So it, it's like all the siblings, uh, Linda, Richard, and Walt. Mm-hmm. And, um, what's not not one of their siblings? Joni, is it? I think it's Joni, the aunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's trying to be like hip and cool and feels again? All these characters feel so real, which is all why these characters are fantastic. So well. They do a fantastic job of playing all these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the things I'll keep mentioning is you really buy that this is a family. Mm-hmm. You buy that these people are related and that they care about each other and also hate each other at the same time. Um, so, yeah, it, it's kind of they start by talking about like how all these different or how, how all Harlan's kids are related to him, like how tight they are with him, um, what they do in their lives. And there's this funny, a couple of them, when they're talking about Marta's family, when they're asked about Marta, like, oh, she's from Paraguay. She's from Ecuador. Yeah, that's that's one of the running gags in the movie. And I, I thought that was so funny. Like, every time, it's just so funny. Because it just shows, like, how yeah. distant they are from Marta. And they just don't care. And they act like they care. Like, especially when she finds out that she's been given the will and all of them, like, try and, like, be kind and, like, suck up to her. Like, it just shows that they're all in it for the money, which is just... So, yeah, I, I think this is good because I don't think anything's, like, in the first, like, 20 minutes, I don't think anything's too important. It just does a good job of setting up the dynamic in their family. Yeah, and this is also, the, like, this is the perfect way to do exposition. You know, set them up in an interview setting, which makes sense because you got Blanc, and who's Daniel Craig. Again, great performance. And then you got the other two detectives who are also great. And, you know, you have like the little name cards on the left, which just like, yeah, it's one of those things that like, shouldn't work, but it works. Which it gives, well, it gives you the classic murder mystery feel. Mm-hmm. And good. you're able to see like, who all these characters are, and you get the feel for like their personality traits and whatnot. But then they also set up like potential motives for each and every character, yeah. which again, like keeps you on edge. If, like, for the most movie, like, you're theorizing like who could have, you know, who could have done this and whatnot. Yeah. And, um, so, I, I mean, it, it, so what is it? It's like Walt, cause he gets fired. He's doing the, yeah, he was fired or he was let go of the, from but the, he doesn't really okay. tell the cops that he doesn't tell them that he's like, Oh, we just had a discussion. Yeah. But so he gets fired. Um, Harlan says he's going to cut off Joni's payments. Yeah. For school. And yeah. like, she can't pay for Meg's school. She was, I forget how she was doing it exactly, but she was basically like. Oh, she was, she was spending money on personally that was supposed to go to Meg's private education. Yeah. And then um, Richard with his affair. Mm-hmm. Um, also another good scene too, is when he, he walks into, he like breaks into Harlan's desk and like opens the letter. Nothing's there. Yeah. Address that to the very end. Yeah, oh, it's just invisible ink. Um, but yeah, great character exposition here. Normally, I'm against like these character dumps and things in the beginning of the movie because I think it just doesn't. It's just kind of lazy, but it works really well. It does work really well. It works very well here. Um, so then they kind of do the intro to Blanc uh, when she's like, "I read a New Yorker article about you." whatever um the way he was sitting in that scene was so it was so creepy because like i didn't know because i knew nothing about this movie going in i thought that daniel craig's character blanc was the bad guy at first and i thought he was gonna have like a british accent because daniel craig is british so when he's sitting in the shadows and then comes out like speaking in that southern drawl and first off he does that so well like it feels comical yet really authentic yeah and like the way he was like shot in the shadows and you know you could see half his face and like i don't know just little stuff like that like it made me think like okay ryan johnson actually knows what he's doing with this movie and i kind of bought into it at that point yeah so he daniel craig fantastic job as lead i would say he's probably the lead either him or marta but yeah both of them so he does a great job. He starts asking them to give recounts of what happened the night of the party. And the thing I like about this is there's all these little details because they're all, each recount is slightly different. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it, it's like whether who's standing next to him when they give him the cake, like what uh, Harlan's mom says to Ransom when he leaves. Yeah. You know, it's all those little things like that, which I think is just, it's great, especially for a murder mystery. Because so it's attention to detail. Yeah, you see, and you're like, ah, ah, there we go. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then they all, the funny part is when they're talking to Walt, they're all hating on Walt. <laughs> it was poor Walt throughout. Walt was just trying to like make money, just like writing books or publishing books. He's got fired and then everyone hates him now. And then one of the housekeepers heard Richard yelling at, um, or getting in a screaming match with uh, Harlan before the party happened. So a bunch of great little details to set up each character. Um, so then after that, you know, they establish, they do a good job establishing some motives. Then Blanc meets Marta for the first time. Um, and this is like, this is one problem I had with this movie. It's the, it's the throw up when Lionel- Yeah, I was thinking that too. I feel like that's just that's just a plot device. Like you can hide it as much as you want, but that's just like I feel like that's kind of a cheap way to get some things in the plot to happen, you know? Yeah, I mean I know what you mean. I mean this movie's it takes itself seriously, but it also doesn't take itself super seriously, if you know what I mean. And that's kind of one of the reasons why cuz I mean it's a comedy at the end, at the end of the day. And so if they have and I don't think, like I said earlier, the movie's not trying to take itself too seriously to become this like super intense murder mystery. It's a lighthearted family mystery, which actually has a really good plot. And so I don't mind the puking thing, but I understand where you're coming from with that. Like it's a little, it's definitely a little forced, but I mean, I think it's a little believable because we see that how, you know, naive and uh, caring Marta is. So, like, it kind of makes sense for her character, but. Uh, yeah, so then Blanc kind of keeps asking her. She, well, he asked her, because he kind of deduces pretty quickly that, like, all the other people that he just interviewed are lying in some sense. So he figures out that Richard is having an affair. Mm-hmm. Um, he figures out, I think he figures out that he's cutting off Joni, too, from the allowance, and that he's firing Walt. Which just, I mean, I, you know, I kind of forget how he does it exactly, but it's like, it's really brilliant how he figures out each one of these things. Like, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, the thing with Blanc is that, like, something I noticed throughout the movie, he, like, he acts like an idiot because he's, like, singing around, like, being really goofy, talking in a southern drawl, cracking jokes. Like, you think if you just see him, you, like, he acts a little goofy and kind of dumb. But then, there there's like flashes of brilliance where he like cracks three cases you know what i mean with those three siblings and then we'll get into this at the end but his final monologue was just so good and it was so i don't know daniel craig just did a great job with that yeah so then he then they kind of switched to the night like what was everyone doing there during the night um and they set it up they have like linda waking up like three times during the night and then Joni waking up once. And then what seems like Harlan coming down to get a snack. And yeah. then go back to bed. So they set up all these things. You're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, then later after that, when they're questioning Marta, asking her what happened that night, um, then it goes, and this is, so I'll start to get into one of the problems I had with this movie. But it gets into like her account of her accidentally what seems like her giving Harlan the wrong amount of morphine, a hundred milligrams of morphine, which yeah. is probably. Um, so, and then it's like, it, it shows how brilliant he is too. Cause he tells her like how to get away with it. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Cause he thought he thought of it so quickly. Like yeah. you got to call and you like, you got to go this way out through the window. I don't know. Yeah. So he figures it out or he devises a plan pretty perfectly. Um, but then, then they kind of show you after that, like she lies about it to the detectives. Um, and then like that night she goes back home and then they, they pan to like the end of that scene, what happens at the end. And then it shows Harlan, like 
actually killing himself like about 45 minutes in. And to me, this is probably the biggest problem I had with this movie. Like, why are you showing us that? This is, you know, I, I, I kind of disagree with the move to have Harlan, like the truth be that Harlan actually killed himself in the end. I, I thought that, I thought that whole scene was great. Honestly, I disagree with you. The way he builds tension, um, not only is Marta's performance great, but like it's a believable scenario that oh, yeah. 100% is. And like it- I thought it was shocking, like seeing him, like I didn't think he did that. I don't like the way he did it to himself, too. Like, I don't know, that was just super shocking. The way it was shot was crazy, and it was honestly like I was pretty sad. And like the movie didn't even try and make me feel that sad. I could tell because of like the music and whatnot that was going on during that scene, but it wasn't like you should feel sad, but yet I felt sad. And I think that's a credit to Marta's performance and just the way that Ryan Johnson's shot that scene because it was just so, it was so intense as she like realized like, Oh my God, I killed him. Yeah. And well, yeah, yeah the, I think there's no question that the acting in this movie is fantastic throughout every scene, especially in that scene. I just, you know, to me, I, I can't quite describe it in a great way, but when you show me that, you know, no one actually killed him and that it's like, okay, well then we still have an hour and 20 minutes left. Like now I'm kind of, it, it takes me out of it a bit. That's the one problem. Cause like, if you would have shown me like, if you just show me like someone actually killed him, you know, not giving it away, but in the end showed me that someone actually did kill him instead of just like what it ends up being like switching the vials um, and taking away the, I forget what it is, taking away like the safety thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't pinpoint it, but it kind of took me out of it. And it, it did the first time I watched this in theaters, you know, I was loving it until that point. I was like, okay, well then, no one really killed him. Well, I I disagree a little bit because I mean, for, I mean, I thought that Marta was the one who, who, I mean, who killed him. And I mean, I, I kind of knew subconsciously, like they wouldn't have the main character in this type of movie, like kill. Cause like she would be be responsible for his death because they would have found the morphing in his system and they would have tracked it back to her and like, I thought it was like a unique take on it because I mean, if, if it was just like, I don't know, maybe ransom just, you know, went up and stabbed him. Like it, I don't think it would have hit like hit the same, but it would have, it kind of, it would, it would have been like less sneaky and you know, not as like, it, it is sneaky. It is. Yeah. I agree. I kind of like that. I don't know. It is very it sneaky. diverted my expectations and I kind of enjoyed that. Yeah, it, it does do that. Um, I don't know. I yeah, I see that. I see that. We'll we'll get into a bit that a bit more though at the end. Um, there's one thing Harlan says though. He's like talking about ransom, like right when they're playing that game. Um, by the way, that scene is he's acting hilariously in that scene. I forget I forget who the actor's name is who plays Harlan. Yeah, he does a great job though. Mm-hmm. He, it's so weird though how like he's so chill about it when. Like, he thinks that Marta gave him the wrong dosage and he's about to die in, like, eight minutes. Yeah. Like, welcomes it, which is, I don't know. I, I thought that that was kind of, like, haunting in a way. It was kind of haunting. I mean, he there there was times, like, in that scene where, like, he like he showed, like, the despair. But then he like, was able to put on a brave face for Marta and be like, this is what you're going to do. Because it shows how much he cares for Marta because, like, Marta was his one true fa- friend in the family. Yeah. Like, he didn't like his kids. Like, the kids were not nice to him. They just wanted him for his money. Yeah, I agree. Um, but there's one thing he says to Ran- about Ransom, though. He's talking about how Ransom reminds him of himself a lot. And he says, he's like, he can't tell the difference between a stage prop and a real knife. Do you remember that? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh. Yeah. That's so I really, I can watch him, like, holy shit, that's literally what happens in the end of the movie. It's just, it's like just such a basic, you know, non-important line, but, you know, to jump to the end real quick, that's what happens to Ransom at the end. I'm glad, you know, I'm, I'm glad that he didn't, 
I'm glad that that was one of those details that was left out at the end of the movie where like they could have easily like, I don't know, cut back to that like line from Ransom or line oh. from Harlan. It was one of those that was just like snuck in there and then you realize on the second oh, viewing. Yeah. I like I, that. That's another thing this movie does. It trusts the audience very well. Mm-hmm. Trust that the audience is smart and can figure these things out and remember them. Mm-hmm. You know, you know me. I I love when movie makers show some respect for their audience. Um, no, so, yeah. um, so after that, after it's kind of revealed that Marta pretty much killed him, was going to get him killed, um, or so we think till then. Um, by the way, there's good, there's good foreshadowing with the dogs as well, where when he's telling her when she comes back later or when she comes back that the dogs won't bark at you. And then, you know, that paralleled with somebody waking up to dogs barking at like three in the morning. You remember that? I, I kind of do. I, I watched this like a week ago in preparation for this, but yeah, I, I think it's like Meg or somebody wakes up at 3 a.m. to dogs barking. Yeah, she did do that. Marta that when you come back the dogs won't bark at you so that's another nice little piece of foreshadowing oh because that means that ransom was there yeah yeah um so yeah then they're kind of i forget what happens after that but then they kind of go back to like blanc keeps questioning them about like what happened that night um and there's a great scene with all the family it's like walt Joni, richard and linda and they're talking about politics and this is what I was talking er- about earlier, how you buy that these people are family. Yeah. Um, and Richard's like, you know, clearly the more right-wing opinion and like everyone's pissed at him. Um, it's just, it, it's a great scene entirely. And they bring Marta over there to like, or like Richard, I, Richard kind of brings Marta over there to say like, oh, I care about immigrants, you know? Just yeah. Very nice. And then, another it's just a great thing or not a great thing but this whole the entire family the whole time just acts like they're so great like they really caring of everybody else um but you can even like like the line where it's like that's used for a joke about like oh marta's from you know uruguay or paraguay and like they can't even get where her family's from it's just one of those things that shows like these people are full of shit yeah, and then there's, um, I think there's there's a bunch of funny scenes, a bunch of funny lines with Walt. He's like yelling at uh, Harlan's mother. He's like, "We're gonna eat dinner now. Dinner. Do you want dinner now?" <laughs> Just like yelling right in her ear. Is I did one of my things with the movie. I didn't love how like she was used as like a plot device for like seeing people. Yeah, I, mean, I don't really remember it exactly, but you know how she saw like runs into. I also like didn't think it was like that funny either, like the stuff of her just standing like super still. That was one of those things that like kind of bugged me. But. Yeah, there's a couple things like that, but um, so yeah, so the next day after she like goes home and it shows the by the way right when she goes home it shows the blood splatter on her foot, um, which I have another problem with too. With that is like, so in the end of the movie it's revealed that Blanc he saw that the first time he saw her, he saw that blood on her shoe mm-hmm. and knew that she had something to do with it. But in reality, like how could he have known that that was something with Harlan? You know what I mean? Like that blood could have been from anything. I mean, it was, it was probably a big leap. Or what, what are you saying, Mike? Like that it could have been from what? Like, what the saying, like So, so Blanc, Blanc says, at the end, Marta's like, how did you know I had something to do with his murder? And he's like, from, well, from the moment I saw you, I saw the blood on your shoe. This is like at the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, and my, my, I guess, problem with that is like that blood could, it's a, it's a tiny drop of blood on her shoe. Well, there's definitely some suspicion because of it. You know what I mean? Like, and he... Yeah. Yeah, but he says like he he knew she for sure had something to do with it because of that. Like obviously there could have been some suspicion, but like I you know I I guess I kind of doubt that he would have known. My my theory is that he decided to get close to Marta because he saw the blood, and then from there he was able to see you know see how 
she has a problem with lying and, you know, use her to find out more information that like his initial interest was because of the blood on the shoe. He didn't know that she, he was, that she was involved because of the blood on the shoe, but he saw the blood on the shoe and thus he wanted to find out more. That's, that's, that's the way I look at it. Yeah. I don't know. I, that's, that's yeah, no, but there's a lot of things though that like, that. With this movie that are like a little hard to conceive yeah but i mean it's one of those things where i i'm just like i'll let it go that's fair the movie, the movie does what it means to do and like tells a story that it wants to tell i don't really care about so yeah novels. that's fair that's fair um so then the next morning they're doing the will reading and this is where they're kind of like looking for clues and she's like covering her tracks at the same, quite literally mm-hmm. at the same time too, where the dog like brings the broken piece of the gate or whatever. Yeah. She climbed on and she like throws it away in the back. That's another funny scene. She like throws it away in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, are the, tr- the tracks in the mud leading up to the house through the back gate. Um, so yeah, then they get into the will reading or no, then Ransom shows up first. I forgot about this. Is a hilarious. I love when this Ransom. This is funny. This is funny. So funny. So he shows up, and then you know the detectives introduce themselves. So he just kind of looks at them, and then walks away without saying anything. Yeah. Blanc comes down, asks him questions like, "What CSI KFC? What is this?" You know, great line. Um, and then this is what I'm talking about again. It's the family dynamic where he goes in the room. Um, he just every- causes problems. Everyone's just like giving him shit left and right as soon as he walks in there. And then he says to Meg, he's like, how's that SJW degree coming? <laughs> Something like that. And then um, he tells everyone to like eat shit, like eat shit. Like, and it's just like, it was one of those things where I was like, I see Chris Evans as Captain America, right? And I think Ryan Johnson knows that because he's just so, he's just like so popular at this point. But, and like Chris Evans was good for the role, but like the way to introduce him is by having him be a total jerk. You know what I mean? And like by like doing that, it just does a great job of like realizing, oh, this is not Steve Rogers anymore. This is Ransom and Ransom is a total D-bag. It's not the Chris Evans you know. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, so this is a perfect introduction for Ransom. Um, then they, they all get into these arguments because like Walt's like, going at him saying how he's like a failure and worthless and then like linda and richard get pissed at walt and then like walt and richard start fighting for a little bit mm-hmm. eating his cookies on the chair saying we got to do this more often um fantastic scene it's just uh, super chaotic and it shows what money can do to a family like that yeah it does a great job establishing establishing how much their family sucks yeah <laughs> really um so then they do the will reading. Uh, this actually, I didn't see this coming at all. The first time I saw this, I didn't either. The end of the the end of the will, it says that everything goes to Marta, like the the inheritance, the house, all the money. Um, yeah, I I didn't see that coming either. I thought this was a great twist. I did I, too. Yeah, this is where I give the movie a lot of credit. Um, it it just like. You know, it it makes sense, too. I feel like it makes sense. It does. And the scene right before, it's showing how, you know, awful the family is. Well, Marta's just on the outside looking in. It just, it, you, I could just totally see, like, Harlan, like, looking down, just laughing. Because this is exactly why he gave the money to Marta. He realized his just yeah. ridiculous family who cannot stop fighting and are just so driven by greed and, you know, lust for money. Yeah. And then this is so up until this point, I thought Linda, I kind of liked Linda's character. I did I thought, too. I thought she was like a nice person. Like I thought she cared for Marta, but then she just like, she just attacks her right away. Yeah. On her bitch and stuff. It's just like, okay, never mind. You know, I, I thought at least she would be one of the good ones in the family. Mm-hmm. Or um, Joni too. Like I kind of thought, like Joni seemed kind of nice, but then we found yeah. out like what she did. Well, earlier though, there's it's not like you know when they're setting up all these alibis for like Richard, Joni, and or not alibis like motives for Richard, Joni, and Walt, and Linda's not in there. I'm like, okay, well, Linda must be the good one then, right? 
No. Nope. <laughs> no. Just goes at Marta, is pissed off. Um, they're all mad. So they all like attack her and mob her in the front. Yeah. And comes and picks her up, which I'm like, all right, this is interesting. Um, I mean, it was definitely intentional by Ransom. Like, Ransom, like, he was like very close to getting away with it. Like, he was pretty smart. Um, like, you know, he purposely like didn't like alienate himself from Marta just so that like he could get, he could trust Marta and like get to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then like also with like exploding the DNA building or whatever, like he, I don't know, he, he did, he went to like such great lengths to get away with it. And, you know, I don't know. I, I really liked Ransom's character. I did too. Cause you think like, you know, so they have, they go to a restaurant and then he like tricks her into eating a bunch of food to get her to throw up mm-hmm. then confesses, uh, or then she confesses to him what happened. Um, and, it, and I think it's good. Be it, I'm, I have mixed feelings about like ransom ransoms arc in the last hour. Cause they set him up as like, okay, he's a good guy. Right. You know, yeah. like he, her but at the same time like you know i don't want to give my i don't want to give myself praise i really don't i don't want to i don't want to seem like i saw this whole thing coming but it's like they set it up but it just doesn't make a lot of sense that he would do that what do you mean that he would kill you know like i don't know about you but i was just the whole time it's like okay well there's no way he it was fishy to me in the beginning because like how he's established before that the scene where he first gets there like he's a complete asshole right he doesn't care about any of them Mm -hmm. um and i i think it it was weird for me when i watched it i'm like okay why is he just mr nice guy now to marta i mean it was all it was all do you know know i'm getting yeah i mean it was definitely intentional but it's yeah i know it's intentional but i just like you know i feel like you're you're supposed to believe him that he's trying to help her right yeah i don't like i didn't from the beginning because you know there's just no reason that he would help her do you know what i mean i mean i think you could kind of trust him though because you know, we don't see him interact with the family that much until he shows up later in the film. And, you know, sometimes this seems like the perfect place for, you know, Marta's down on her luck. She needs someone to come and, you know, help her out. And this is where Ransom enters in. You know what I mean? And, yeah. like, like story-wise, it makes sense that this would be the character who gives Marta a push into, like, figuring it, figuring it out. Instead, um and like she she all like ransom also hates the rest of his family members and that's like kind of why i think i kind of i mean i kind of bought it at the first time but i i kind of also agree with you mike that it seemed a little suspect yeah that like i kind of bought it too but it's it's like okay how would he just do this 180 into being like a really nice person i didn't think it was I didn't think it was a 180. I thought it was more of just like he he like he kind of seemed like a nice person because he just hated his family. Like maybe he was a nice person outside of his family rather than just you know yeah. I mean? But at the same time, he also like was just a trust fund guy who never worked a day in his life. So yeah, trust see fund. He's just some like. He's just a rich asshole, pretty much. And that's yeah. how I saw him the time. Like, I had a hard time believing that he was actually trying to help her. But I don't yeah. know. Um, so, yeah, then later they have, like, the whole family, like, surrounds Meg when she's calling Marta to mm-hmm. ask her to give her inheritance back. And I feel like Meg was the only one of them who was, like, actually deserving of getting some of the in- inheritance. Um, I think in it's the not end. like, a real team. Like, yeah. Like the vape with the vaping and like that's the actor from uh 13 Reasons Why, right? Oh, I think it is. I think it's the I same. think it is. Um, I haven't watched that show, but I know I, yeah, I think I know who she is. 
So, yeah, I think they would have, you know, I think at the, in the end, she probably would have paid for Meg's college. You know, yeah. just they didn't throw that in there, but I feel like that's something you could assume just yeah. based on the relationship. Um, let's see. Um, so, yeah. Then she, like, she kind of um, – so then Blanc finds – or Marta's, like, telling Ransom about how Blanc found some evidence. Yeah. Um, and then he's, like – or, like, they found mud at the – mud in front of the room leading from the window up to the stairs. And then Ransom's, like, kind of pissed about it. Like, he seems mad because it's – and this is another good thing the movie does. He seems mad because it's, like, he's thinking about them and how this kind of ruins their motives or how this ruins their plan. But he's really just mad about himself because he realizes that's the mud I brought in when I snuck up there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then, let's see. Then back at her house the next morning, um, all the press show up. Everyone's there. Yeah. And then Walter comes, and Walter's just like, Walt kind of be the nice guy, and then he just like, Turns on her super quickly. He tries to bully her into giving him the money or giving back the, the inheritance. And that, like, even separates, like, Marta from the family even more because, like, Walt seemed like the nice guy. Like, you know, the most, you know, you know, guy she could connect with from the family. You know what I mean? And when, she, you know, when he tries to bully her, it just separates her from even more. It's like, there's no way I'm giving this back. Yeah, and she is an important scene. I like how she stands up to him, too. She's like, well, they're my lawyers now. Yeah. My resources. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really, he can't respond to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so then after that, the evidence building burned down. Ransom goes, they drive with, or she drives with Ransom to there. Um it, it, again, it seems like, you know, he's just a bystander and all this. He seems confused. Um, so I guess in that sense, it's hard to buy or it's easy to buy that Ransom's trying to help her. Mm-hmm. It is, and all his interactions with Marta, it seems like, you know, he cares for the most part. But um, then they do the car chase when Blanc shows up and he like sees their car from a distance. Yeah. And then it's a pretty funny car chase too. And she's like, you know, are you, are you stepping down on the gas? And then she's like, this is the fastest car can go, whatever. It's pretty funny. Yeah. It feels um, real again. Yeah. It, it doesn't, not, not all cars that are like made like that can, you know, rip from zero to 90 on a highway. You know what I mean? Like, is this the fastest we can go? Um, so that's a pretty funny scene there. And then, um, so they, so they eventually Blanc and the other detectives catch up to him and they arrest Ransom, mm-hmm. um, which is like, okay, a little unexpected. I think, um, which like, and then that sets up for the, the twist, you know, at the end where it's like actually is Ransom. You know what I mean? Cause like when they arrest him, I'm like, okay, it's probably not Ransom. And that turns out to be Ransom. Yeah, yeah, no, it, I don't know. I, I'm conflicted. I, I get conflicted with this entire, like, last hour because one of the problems I have with it is, like, they spend all this time with Ransom and Marta, right? And, you know, they spent, all that, they spent that time at the beginning with all the other characters. And I think the problem I have with this is that it's obvious in the sense that Ryan Johnson couldn't have just turned – back to the characters in the beginning and say like, okay, if I just pull one of them out from then and say like, oh, they did this, they were the mastermind of it. Yeah. It would have been like kind of cheap in a way, you yeah. know? Cause then it's like, okay, it's this character we don't really know all that well was really behind it all. And so, then so yeah, I know what you mean because by completely disregarding those characters and like not giving them the screen time that they need, at the, the last the hour, the last hour and fifteen minutes too. That's the problem I have with yeah. it. You I know, I that. I like spending this time with Ransom's character because I think he, I think the dynamic that he has with um, Marta is great. Like it, it's all great, but when you spend too much time with him, it's like okay, well he's established as one of the main characters, and if you pull one of the characters from the beginning, 
and say they did it all, it wouldn't make a ton of sense. So right? did you think did you think it was ransom for sure your first I, viewing? Like honestly, I thought it like I thought it was ransom the whole time. Yeah. He's set up as like or not that he's set up like it, because they set him up like he's supposed to be Marty's friend, but it's just like it's the way he's used in the last hour that it's like, okay, well, it would be cheap if it were anyone else. No, right? I get that. That makes sense. I think if they would have given a little more screen time to the other characters near the end of the movie, then I don't know how they would have done it, but then that might have made the twist a little more, you know, unexpected, I guess. Yeah. Or unexpected. And there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of layers to this too. And it's like, okay, like there's a lot of layers that goes into the planning for this, right? And it doesn't seem like any of the characters that are set up in the beginning could have gone to any of those lengths. Mm-hmm. You know, when, it's, when Blanc is having his massive monologue at the end, talking about how Ransom planned this entire thing, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense because none of the other characters would have done that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where I get into my biggest problem with this movie is that it's, I don't think, you know, on the surface, it seems well hidden that it's Ransom, but just like thinking about his place in the movie logistically that's where it kind of ruined it for me because i'm like okay well it kind of has to be ransom i mean i think i think near the end is where like when they're at the dna place then it gets a little more obvious you know what i mean because like i think it's pretty well hidden until after the scene where ransom and marta are eating dinner before that i thought i thought that i was pretty well hidden like I, i i honestly didn't have any clue but until like you said we started to spend more and more time with Marta, with Marta and Ransom. Before it reveals that it's Ransom in the end, it's like, okay, I think it's Ransom. <laughs> I don't know. That's it. That's at least what I thought. Yeah. Um, but then they do like the whole, the whole thing with Fran too. And I feel like this is where I don't, I don't like this as much because then it's like, okay. I, I feel like part of me feels like Ryan Johnson just got to that point and realized I need to do something to make Ransom seem like more of a, more of an asshole, more of a bad guy. So he's like, okay, I'll just kill Fran, right? And add that to his list of things. He, and add that to, I mean, getting Harlan killed. I, 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 don't, I don't think the Fran thing was necessary, honestly. Wait, so you're saying Ryan Johnson killed another character unnecessarily, almost like Snoke? <laughs> okay, well, I, uh, we don't need to venture to... I'm not venturing. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, I just... But I, I know there's still a lot of salt there, but there is a lot of salt. I don't, think I don't know. What do, you, what do you think about this? What do you think about the Fran? The Fran, I always thought that was a little Fran blackmail. We can call it a little weird. It felt a little. The whole plot at the end felt a little too chaotic. It but, is really chaotic. This is something I'm really starting to realize. It's hard to figure. It's hard to like recap everything in the end. Especially of, the end, like the first part, like up until like the will or after the will and like when first ransom and marta get together yeah it's pretty easy to follow and i think the last hour like hour and 15 minutes are still enjoyable mostly because you know marta and ransom have good chemistry and Blanc is still funny and i mean like the stuff with fran is still like you can kind of follow it but it's not nearly as good as the first half yeah opinion. The first half is set up perfectly. Yeah. You know, the characters. And I think like, while it's, there's so much chaos going on, but it's between three characters. It's between Blanc, Marta and Ransom. And then it's like, okay, there's so much chaos, but you also like, you know, they they, would have been a great twist if it was Blanc. Just saying. I mean, that would have been out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah with, yeah, with the whole who hired him, it's like he really hired himself. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, then they go I, – I got a little confused. Oh, by the way, the donut hole quote when they're driving to the laundromat, he's, like, trying to sound it out in his head. He's like, it's a hole inside a donut, not <laughs> a bigger donut. That's what I mean about Block being an idiot. Like, he acts like an idiot sometimes, and then he just goes and – Yeah. the monologue – like that part was great. Like yeah. I kind of forget what oh, happened. No, hang on. Sorry. Before yeah. that though, this is another problem I have. 
when she's like on Fran's dead body, and Fran's saying like Hugh did this, but it sounds like you did this. Nah. I kind of had a problem with. I was like, okay, that's that's a little. I don't know. Maybe I that's. Mean, just, I don't know. It's a little cheap, but like again, that's kind of what the movie's going for. You just gotta have. The movie's again not taking itself too seriously. It's yeah, not I'm like this. Too much of a hard ass, but I know what you mean. It's a little. I mean. It's one of those things where you just kind of like got to suspend your belief. That's fair. Enjoyment of the movie. Um, Definitely something to factor in, though. So yeah, the final monologue. You want to start? You want to start by talking about that? I mean, I thought that was, I thought that was great. His, uh, Daniel Craig's delivery was great. Um, the way it cut back and forth from. I mean, this is just like so simple. Just not thinking of it, but like cutting back and forth with the monologue over, you know, what Ransom actually did to Ransom's reaction, to Marta's reaction, to the cop's reaction, back to what Ransom actually did. Like, I don't know, that was just so shot and edited perfectly. And I really like that. But like the thing, I just think, I don't know, I, I really, I really liked that scene. Also when Ransom was like, got like really mad and was like you just had her confession like he said he like yelled that at blanc and i don't know that was like okay it's definitely him like that's when i knew like okay it's definitely him yeah well it's just like it's 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 sad too because of it. it's like it's sad but to me it wasn't it wasn't that it's supposed to be sad but to me it wasn't that sad because it's like supposed to show how much he's betraying marta hmm. how he wants them to figure wants them to just settle on her being the killer yeah it's sad but at the same time it's like okay i expect that because i know he's an asshole like, yeah told me about the first time he showed up like that doesn't surprise me that he would do that no i get that that makes sense and then earlier too when they first arrest him they bring him in for questioning and this is when blanc and martyr are like waiting at the hospital or whatever and Blanc says that he spilled Marta's entire confession, told him about everything she told him. It's like, all right, I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. I Ransom's an asshole to me the entire movie. Yeah. I like how he just doesn't believe it either. And just like then goes on his monologue. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, gotta, I won't lie. I got kind of confused the first time I saw it in theaters of like how Ransom masterminded this whole plan. He was really close. Like really in depth yeah like the toxicology reports the blackmail notes like going there during the funeral um and then i don't remember how this happens but then like marta pukes on him or fran when when the hospital calls her and she's like um to tell her that fran died but she lies about it yeah which i think is to like set up ransom yeah and then he has the What's it called? The confession on tape. Yeah. Which, and then there's a nice callback because it's like, we will record every, like, it's like this little throwaway line at the beginning. It's like, we will record every interview. Like, this was the one time Ransom got interviewed. And it was at the end of the movie. That's you know true. I, mean? I didn't think about that. A lot of great, again, a lot of great foreshadowing throughout the entire thing. So then she pukes on Ransom, which honestly was just so gross. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not like afraid of like puking and stuff like that, but like that was nasty. Like I know Mike, you, you're afraid of the wrong Mike. So what do you think of that scene? That was, I, it was good though. Like again, I, well, actually I shouldn't say it was good. Cause I kind of had a problem with the whole throw up one line thing. Yeah. Like it was, it was kind of interesting how they used it in the end when he mm-hmm. throws up on her, but like at the same time, it's like, yeah. I get that. Not device, but okay. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, yeah, it, it is what it is. But <laughs> and then he grabbed he grabbed the knife, and I was like, "What the?" When they went into slow mo, I was like, "Okay, she's not gonna die." Like, there's no way they're killing Marta with the with the knife, or like, I thought Blanc was gonna come out of nowhere. And that's another problem I have too. It's just like with the whole movie in general. It's like. They're quite, they're making you question if Marta did it or not, but it's like, okay, 
you know, you got to remember the reality of the situation. Like this is a PG 13 Thanksgiving family movie. They're not going to have Marta. Who's like some nice, you know, like the hero of this story, basically as a family at home, they're not going to have her be the killer in the end. Right. I mean, yeah. I, that's just how I saw it. I'm like, I, I, I didn't expect Marta to be the killer and they were like making you question that. Yeah. Still though, you can enjoy it for what it is. Oh yeah. I also like, so going past that, if you don't have anything more, like you said, uh, the callback to the fake knife that that was a good twist though. And, um, as I thought a couple funny things, like as ransom being taken away, his dad's like trying to bribe the police officer, like trying to already bail him out. And then also like she reads the, she grabs the note and it's hidden ink. And then it's, it just says like he cheated, like, or something like that. And, and like, then it cuts, yeah. it cuts away, then it cuts back. He's like a black eye or something. Richard. Oh, he's a black eye. Because didn't he get punched by someone? I I don't know. I thought I thought it well, I thought it was implying that like Linda punched him or something. Or someone punched him when it cut away. Yeah, I don't remember. One thing then, though, the last thing I want to touch on though, um, that I think is another great note of this, it's like when Ransom, like right before he's about to be taken away, before he tries to stab her, um, he says, like, you think you can take our inheritance away, our birthright, our blood? And it's like he's separating himself from the family the whole time. And then in the end, he, like, talks about himself as a member of the family. Like, this is our right to this inheritance and this will. Yeah. And he, he just, like, the rest of them. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that. I think that was a good that was a good way to – finish up his character and then block also put him in check earlier he was like this was like built from slaves like this isn't yours like this is you guys are despicable and like i don't know block was a good character too like, good message he was really smart but also like had a foot in reality if that makes sense like he was like a genius who also felt really normal yeah i, I liked all these characters and i thought the ending was kind of like it gave me a little smirk yeah or she's with the mug i don't remember what it said but she's like sipping on the mug my house my rules yeah like that's kind of cool the opening shots of the movie too it's of that mug oh yeah that's i mean again another great callback yeah so many of those so all right i guess we'll get into some ratings then you want to go first um i think i will so I like this movie a lot. Um, it's one of those movies that you can, it's really rewatchable. You can watch it with the, you know, your family. Um, I'm, I'm actually thinking about watching it again with my dad because my dad hasn't seen it. And my little brother loves it. My mom loves it. And again, it's just a great family movie that has great performances, great cinematography, great set. And also the music, we didn't talk about this, but the music throughout is like pretty good because it's, it's good. like, it's eerie. Yeah, it's also comical. You know what I mean? It's not too in your face either. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I think this movie nailed everything that I was trying to go for. But I do have some problems with the movie. Because, like, I think, I think a movie like this could be a 10 out of a 10. Probably, I, if it was like, if it was R and didn't have as many restrictions for what I was going for. So... For that reason, I'd probably give it an 8.1. Oh, no, 8.2. I'll go 8.2 out of 10. Um, yeah, that's, that's fair. I, I honestly could not agree more. I think when you look at the acting, the set design, um, all the characters, how the characters are set up, or how the characters are foreshadowed, set up, whatever, this, this had the blueprint to be a 10 out of 10 movie, or like at least a 9.5 out of 10. Which kind of, it, it's kind of a bummer too, because I would definitely rate it lower than that based off of what I mentioned. Just like the last hour of it, kind of how they, my biggest issue is how they use the characters. Mm -hmm. That's what drags it down for me. Um, the twist, I feel like the twist could have been a lot more, I don't know how, but I feel like it just, it didn't surprise me as much as I wanted it to. Mm -hmm. Of course, the twist being that Ransom was the mastermind. Mm-hmm. That didn't, that didn't hit as much, you know, first time I watched it, I was like, okay, 
second time I was still like, okay, <laughs> but um, I'm going to give this, I think I'm going to give this an 8.6 out of 10. That's fair. I, I think this is, this is a super rewatchable movie. Mm-hmm. It's some of the best performance. It's some great performances, honestly. Yeah. There's not a single bad performance in this movie. Um, Everything's just very well done. I don't it's know. Well done. It could have been better, though. It so could have been better. That's why I'm, and that's why we're both in the eights. But I, you know, even though even though we're both in the eights, I would still highly recommend you watch this. Yeah, this is this is um like more than I would with other eights. Honestly, this is a great. This is a fun. This is a fun movie. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. Yeah. So that pretty much wraps it up. Um, we'll be back next week. Um, we were a day late on the upload, but you know, things happen. Mort couldn't be with us today. Hopefully he'll be back um, next week. Um, we're thinking about maybe doing a little bit, you know, more uploads. If, you know, maybe two of us are around, we might do like 30 to 40 minute episodes. Um, we just got so much time on our hands that we want to find a way to need content schedules. The, you know, Black Ops 2 at night only just does so much for us. We got to find things to do during the day. We need, yeah, I completely agree. So, um, thanks again for watching, um, or listening. Follow us on social media, Twitter at WBuzzin. Mike's putting out some great content there. Um, Nothing borderline yet, which is good. So we are not canceled yet, which is good. And I'm very happy about that. Um, daily reviews too. Something yeah, daily movie reviews that Mike's, you know, checking out every day, which is great. Um, at what is the buzz on Instagram and then, tw- you know, Spotify and YouTube. What's buzzing. Um, so yeah, thanks again. Um, until next time, keep buzzing.